Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers, welcome back to another episode of Crimes of the Heart. I'm your host, Rory Uphold, and today we're just going to jump right into it. But before we do, if you have not rated and reviewed the show, stop what you're doing, drop me five stars, give me a little review, I would appreciate it. It's an indie show. So show your girl some love. And for any of you interested in Osea products, the code CRIMES still works to get 10% off. Okay, let's jump right into it. Please welcome UA and Julie from the iconic show, Dateable. Welcome to Crimes of the Heart. Oh, we're so excited to be here. (laughs) I've never been called iconic before. I kind of like it. I'm really digging it. I feel like it is like an iconic OG (laughs) podcast in the space. We'll take it. We'll own it. (laughs) Yeah. I love this because it feels like we're just hanging out. Like at this point, you guys have had your show for eight years. So I feel like you've probably seen a lot change in that time. Definitely. What, if anything, has been like the biggest shift with ghosting? It feels like it's just part of the norm now. Ghosting became a term because it was abnormal. It was like, oh, I got ghosted. Oh, I never heard that term before. Oh, shoot, that happened to me too. Now it's like, oh, yeah, dating and ghosting are synonymous. It's one of those things that's been around in theory, right? Like, you know, even pre-modern dating, dating apps, people would be waiting by the phone and they wouldn't hear from someone. That's the same thing, but it didn't have this label. And I think the label is what has made it so, you know, part of dating culture, like the staple now. Yeah. And why do you think it hurts so bad? Because someone, you know, it's always like this, uh, it's like a dream killer. You had potential with someone or you had a future with someone or you thought you had a future with someone or even you just thought you had plans on Saturday with someone. (laughs) And those dreams and plans get squashed and you have no explanation because they've disappeared. You are now in your own head trying to understand why this person doesn't want to see you and can't even give you an explanation. And you know everyone's on their phone too. I think that's what makes it worse is you know that they're actively ignoring you. It's not that they just art accessible or something back in the day, we could justify it a lot more. Yeah. Right. I know. I do feel like the excuse was like, oh, he's probably busy at work or something came up or like maybe there's like a, you know, like a fluke thing. And now it's like, well, I mean, everybody is truly like this to their phones. So you're just getting a lot worse. And you know, like back in the day before ghosting was a term, it was also before social media was prevalent. So Mm. people were being ghosted, but you weren't like, oh my gosh, I still see them posting on social media. I still see them moving forward with their life. They truly just disappear from your life. So you don't have to think about them again. The reason why ghosting hurts so much more now is that you can see someone's life after they've ghosted (laughs) you. So you know they haven't died. I feel like this happened recently. Like UA, you had a situation and I'm like, oh, he's probably just busy. You're like, I saw that he just posted a story to Instagram. Wait, what happened? (laughs) Isn't that always the way it goes? It's like, okay, I've not been in dating, you know, in like actual dating for over seven years. Okay. Okay, Can we 
for anybody that does not, is not familiar with their show or has been living under a rock, the elevator pitch of what happened to you is ridiculous. That's how Rory and I got connected in the first place. Uh-huh. A mutual friend is a, a neighbor and she's like, you got to talk to my neighbor. Um, so... I love you know, that when people think about horrific cheating <laughs> stories, here he comes to mind. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, God, you got to meet this girl. Like, if anybody could top you, it's her. That's iconic. Definition of iconic. So, oh was in an almost five year relationship, found out he was cheating, et cetera, et cetera. And before that, uh, I was in a two year relationship. And between those relationships, at a six month, so during those six months, I didn't really date, wasn't really like looking. So it's really been seven years since I've had these kind of normal dating experiences. And now I'm dipping my toes back into dating. A friend of mine was like, hey, my coworker's friend is single and he seems like a great catch. I want to set you up. Would you be down? Like, sure, whatever. Like, what do I have to lose at this point? So we exchanged numbers. We're texting. Turns out he's with his family. You know, he's out of town. But for that week, he's out of town. We're nonstop texting every day, getting to know each other. It's very pleasant. It's very communicative. And on the last day when he's out, he's like, you know, I'll be back this weekend. Would you want to hang out or, you know, meet up? And I said, yeah, let's do it. I'm free Saturday. Weekend rolls around. Nothing, nothing, nothing. The next week, he's like, sorry, I'm back. I'm busy with work. Are you free this week? And I'm like, sure, I'm free Thursday or Friday. Gave, gave, gave him some times. And then the whole week passes, another weekend passes, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I sent him this message after after talking to Julie first, being like, do you think I should send a text? And, you know, the text was basically like, just seems like we don't have the same communication styles. I really value consistent communication. Wish you the best of luck. And still nothing. It's been like three weeks. And it just it just shot me right back into when I was dating seven years ago, being like, this feels familiar. I've been there. It's weird. It's like someone can be so hot to to start with, you know? Yeah. Just like so on top of things and really communicative. And as soon as like you're trying to make plans, things just die down. And the what's the kicker for me is that we haven't even met each other. We <laughs> haven't even seen each other. And it's already like this. And this is like a guy in his mid-40s, you know? Like there's really no excuse for this kind of behavior. I think like what to me about it is the most shocking is it was a setup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It was on the app at least would be a stranger. It's still not right, but this is a mutual friend in some way. Yeah, that is where I think. So I think ghosting is acceptable if you haven't met up. Like if it's like mm-hmm. an app situation, you haven't met up and it just you're like, mm. you know, like yep. you don't necessarily. I think it's great if it comes up, you could say, hey, I'm not feeling the vibes, whatever. But I don't think it's totally wrong to ghost in that situation. And the other situation is after a first date. Mm -hmm. So if I went on a first date and I'm not loving it, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to reach out. Like, maybe I say thank you. Maybe I say thank you in the moment, whatever. But then I'm not reaching out. And then he doesn't reach out and we never talk again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the line is when one person is reaching out and then you're getting ignored. Yes. When you've met. So have you heard about what Bumble's doing, Rory? They now have this thing that they're going to kick you off if you Mm. ghost. But we actually had this come up in our community, in our Facebook group. And a lot of people were like, what is the definition of ghosting? Because sometimes when you're just talking to someone on a dating app and you fade away, does that mean that you've ghosted? It's just such a loose definition. And what you were just saying, it's like when you've met in person, So how will they ever uphold that? I think it's going to be probably misused or abused and then they won't. I agree. It seems very subjective. And like, does that mean that anytime you just stop talking to a rando on an app, you're now accused of ghosting and you're banned from the app? Well, I also think there's, look, I'm ghosted in situations where I I get like a creepy vibe. Like if I think that like somebody's going to be aggressive with me or they're being really pushy to get my phone number or something like that. And like, by the way, I've said it on this podcast. I advertise it all the time. It's like, use an app. Use a fake phone number. Google get a Google thorn <laughs> yep. phone number. Or there's plenty of like text now. Like there's plenty of apps that disguise your phone number. Do that because you never know when somebody is going to get aggressive or creepy or whatever. And it generally 
rears its head before you meet up with them. For sure. At least in my experience. Sure. So you can catch it, but it's awful when they, they have your phone number. But I'm like, so that's when I would go. So then somebody's going to report me and I'm going to get kicked off the app. Are people going to go through and like start yeah. reading our messages? Isn't that a violation of privacy? Yeah. Or you just hurt someone's feelings or you offend them somehow and then they want to find a way to kick you off the apps. I mean, there's very vindictive ways of using something like this. Yeah. But I'm glad at least are putting it out there to say this is not okay. I think that's a good step to take. Yeah. I just think obviously in everything people are going to abuse it. Well, I had a story two weeks ago where uh, the the girl, the subject, was dating a guy for a year. And then he ghosted out of nowhere. We've heard that before. It's really messed up. Like that to me, you just don't have any communication skills at that point. Or you're very avoidant. I mean, but then I'm like, how did you get in a relationship? It's bad. What do you know? Okay, so say I come to you guys and I'm like, I've dated this guy for a year and he just won't text me back. Like, he won't answer my phone calls. I guess we're not dating anymore. Like, what would you tell me to do? I mean, I think you've dodged a bullet, even though it sucks at the time. But do you want to be with someone that does that? That's not a partner. But when it was good, it was just so good. I know. That's so hard because you want to be like, fuck him, you know, don't like you can move on and you dodged a bullet and all of that. But also understand that there was like feelings built and then you want to give this person the the doubt. Like, are they dead? It's in an accident. Are they They okay? Have they like hurt themselves, injured themselves, lost their memory? I don't know. You want to give them all those excuses. But Mm -hmm. 99.9% of the time, this person truly just ghosted and just really fucking sucks. And we just want answers. I do wonder, though, if we do track down answers, if we force these ghosters to give us answers, would they actually give us answers that we want? Honest answers. I don't know. Or, yeah, what's better? To hear that they're not into you or to hear some very specific thing like, I don't know, we were eating dinner and the way you hold your fork grossed me out so much I just couldn't (laughs) handle it. That tells a lot about someone's character, right? If they're Mm -hmm. that avoidant where one little ick set them off and they just could not face you, that gives me a lot of information about this person. I think that's better than just me ruminating in my own mind being like, was this something I said? Was this something I wore? Did I offend this person? Like this is, if he gave me that answer, I'd be like, okay, it's definitely on him. There's something wrong with him. I mean, it's one of those things when you're in it, of course you want to know why, but the why Mm -hmm. almost doesn't matter. In this situation, we did an episode where we had someone that was, you know, prone to ghosting. She admitted that she was a ghoster. We called it Confessions of a Reformed Ghoster. And she said on this podcast that every instance had very little to do with the other person. It had entirely to do with her own you know, mental state where she was in terms of just avoiding conflict at any cost. And the fact that she just wasn't ready to be in any semblance of a relationship at that stage of her life. And yeah, it's really painful when you have feelings, of course. But I do agree. It's like it, the character is like you have to change it to do I want to be with a person like this? Yeah, I do think that is the unlock. And the answer is no. No. You definitely don't. But, it, you know, it's like you don't know. Sometimes you don't know if you are with someone who is avoidant or a ghoster till they get presented with an opportunity. My mom's friend just told me the story. Her daughter got ghosted a week before her wedding. They had been together for seven years. They were planning. That they already planned their wedding. They terrible. sent out the invites a week before their wedding. He left. He packed all his shit. He left and she never heard from him again. Years later, she finds out through their mutual friends, he met someone else, they got engaged, and he did the exact same shit to her. Wow. He left her right before the wedding. It's like, you don't know because you are madly in love with this person. You're trying to plan your future. And I don't know, like, you have to be presented in that opportunity to know this person's true colors. Crazy. Like, I, it's hard to fathom that this is the first time before a wedding. Clearly, he has 
cold yes. feet when it comes to getting married. Yes. But that's crazy that you've been, you got to the point that you're about to get married and someone does that. Yes. And twice. He did it twice. Well, it's more about oh, him again. Should. That goes back to this Absolutely. is clearly a him thing, not these people. There's probably much deeper things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, that yeah. one. For but, sure. You know, the, the typical, the the mainstream ghosting is usually at the beginning of a relationship before it's actually a relationship in that like getting off the ground stage. And I know for me, I've been ghosted. You and I have a wild story about ghosting if you want to hear it. Yeah. So this was, I don't know how many years ago at this point, probably like, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I went on this date and it was just a magical first day, you know, super into each other. You know, you were there forever. You know that. (laughs) We all know it. Yeah. Like, I'm really attracted to this guy. We're like going deep, probably a little too deep for the first date. But, you know, like one of those moments that you're like, oh, this could be something. We kiss at the ends of the night. He's like, when are we going to see each other again? Like laying, you know, all signs are pointing towards Mm -hmm. this is going in a good direction. We had a date set up, a time. We didn't have like an actual date. But it was going to be for Wednesday of the following week. So we met like Friday, Wednesday. That, again, all signs are pointing. The next day, he's nonstop texting me. I had to be like, hey, got to go to work. Like, simmer down a little. But again, no signs. Saturday rolls around. So it must have been a Thursday night. Saturday rolls around. And I pull up my phone. And I just like went on Bumble. This is from Bumble. And I noticed he had unmatched me. And I'm like, that's kind of (laughs) weird. But, you know, some people are weird like that. Some people, once they meet, they'll unmatch. So I didn't mm-hmm. think that much of it. And then I messaged him on Sunday. because like, We didn't talk on Saturday, but that's totally fine. Messaged him on Sunday like, how was your weekend? Nothing. So then Monday rolls around. So wait, hold on. At what point did the instinct kick in? You know, it w- the instinct kicked in when I saw that he had unmatched me. I'm like, something feels off. Uh-huh. But then on that... When I sent the message and then didn't get a response back, I'm like, okay, that confirms it. This is weird. So then Monday rolls around. We're supposed to have plans on Wednesday, mind you. No idea where we're meeting, when we're meeting. Clearly, you know, I don't know. I still hadn't thought I was ghosted at this point. I thought like maybe something came up. It was all a little weird, but it hadn't fully hit. Yeah. And then I think I might have even sent like another message like on Monday yeah, it was like, it was, okay, I'm like totally missing up the dates, but like it was maybe Thursday that we we're supposed to meet up. So I send a message on Tuesday. Don't hear back again. So, so now you're two messages. Yeah, yep. two messages unresponded. Yep. The date is like a day or two out. Looming. Nothing. So then I'm like freaking out to UA. I'm just like, what is going on? This is so confusing. UA's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'll let UA take over the story from This here. is where <laughs> you and I are a spirit animal glory because no. we got to find the truth. We get shit done. So I create a fake profile on Bumble. Yes, girl. Um, yes. And our goal was to like set him up on a fake date and have him just be at this bar by himself. That was our goal. Or... We just want to see cover. what the fuck was going on. Make sure he's alive. Yeah, we want to see what was, what was going on. And I think, like, you know, the fake profile, I have a really good idea of what who was a girl who would appeal to the masses. You know, like, this is a girl that everybody would probably swipe on. She had a very, like, neutral job, neutral background, all of it, neutral looks, all of it. And By I'm the way, swipe- if this ever happens again... And you I'm would like to you. use my photos. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Love it. Love it. I can use, I, I can get you the preppy girl headshot. I could go edgy. Like, yes. I'm just down for the cause. I hope it yes. never happens again, but I'm just saying, if you need somebody that looks like me, I'm in. Okay. We're, we'll keep that it. in our back pocket. Let's <laughs> do it. The best part, have- too, to add is that this all the photos you may use were not the same girl. They were oh, like yeah. the four photos and they were all different people. It's like one of them was like stock image. Yeah, I do not know That's... how to use Photoshop. It's a brunette girl and there's many pictures from many angles, I guess. She just looks like a different ethnicity in the picture. Anyway, so I'm swiping through and Julie's like, no way you're going to no find way. it. Like no fucking way. There's so many people on this app. And, you know, it's like a good three hours, but I fucking found this guy. <laughs> she sends me a photo. She's like, is this him? And I'm like. Damn, you're good. 
Yeah. And, and no doubt. No doubt. And we match. Right? Yeah. He's alive. We match. Fully He's alive. alive. <laughs> and I, you know, we're having a conversation and I find that he, his location is changing. He's going from home to work to home. Like we're seeing the distance change, all yep. of that. The guy is like fully living his life. And the best part, too, is that we worked, like, right near each other, like, on the same blocks. The odds of running and we were in the same industry, somehow we were connected on LinkedIn before we even went on a date. There were so many connections to this person. All I needed to say was something changed for me. And then, you know, I might have stalked him on Instagram and he is with this girl that he's engaged to now. And clearly it was, like, around the same time. I don't know. Maybe they were together before me it's hard to know what the timelines were or maybe they were just starting out around the same time but the time 100 percent lined up and again i'm happy for him like i've met someone amazing you've met someone amazing that's great we weren't meant to be all you needed to do was buck up and just say that you know what bothered me is like he's matched with my fake profile and we were chatting and we're trying to make plans to meet up and he ghosts me when it comes to actual like solidifying the plans so it shows me that he wasn't in the mindset to meet up anymore but he was still in the mindset to flirt yeah at with girls on the apps which really bothered me like it it really fucking bothered me because he wasn't going to like go through with any of the plans obviously deepening a relationship with someone else but still wanted the validation yes okay there is a guy who is a writer and I we have mutual friends and we went out on a date once and I cannot remember if we matched on an app or how it happened but I do know that we quickly realized like oh man we have so many mutual friends in common we you know what we might have met out IRL he Mm -hmm. asked me out he pursued me like he came on so strong and I was like oh this guy like really likes me we meet up at a bar in Highland Park and the date is going great like it's amazing and i'm like okay wow this is weird i guess this is like maybe gonna be like a thing and then we go to leave and he doesn't try to kiss me he doesn't try to whatever and i was like red flag like i feel like when a date is really great at bare minimum a guy is trying to like you know small of your back hand on your waist or like a Mm. intimate hug or something when you part ways Mm. nothing and that is when my intuition kicked off and i was like spidey sense something's not right and i didn't hear from him so he i guess ostensibly ghosted tell me why i went to his facebook which i had never done because (laughs) who uses facebook i went to his facebook and that man had posted about his first kiss with another woman like several weeks prior posted about that that's like a red flag in itself it's so cringe. It's so cringe. Yes, red flag in itself. But I was like, wait, what? And he's now married to this woman. And I think they have a baby. They're definitely married. I know that. And they seem happy or whatever. But all I can think about is like, isn't it kind of weird that like when you guys were dating, he like definitely overlapped with me, like pursued me, went on a date with me, didn't yeah. kiss me. So didn't technically like cross any physical boundaries. But it was weird enough for me to go check and then realize, wow, I was like used as like basically like the comparison with which he decided to make the final choice with his now wife. Yeah. I mean, the thing (laughs) is, though, at like not, you know, not defending him, but like at that point, at the early stage, a lot of times people are just trying to figure it out. Like it might not have been intentional in that sense that it was a comparison, but Maybe that was like the what he needed to commit to someone else, like because that's subconscious. We've heard that a lot. I'm just saying that out of yes, this. Yes, most not- guys talk about like last call. Like, yeah. like mm. they think that they're going to be with this girl forever. They'll go like fuck a bunch of chicks to just try and get it out of their system, which is, I mean, I've heard this from lots of guys, which is kind of crazy, kind of gross. But, you know, I mean, there definitely are those. But I think there are innocent people, too, that are just trying to like figure out what they want like i think Mm. sometimes it's not as calculated as it seems does it suck to be that person on the other side of it absolutely because then you're like who was i i was just the comparison you're the roadkill in the situation and that stinks but it's not always necessarily malicious that being said it goes back to communication again yeah i could have just told you that like hey i met someone that i'm like you know you know just 
say it. Like you probably it's wouldn't so have cared. Weird. Maybe you'd no, be annoyed for like cared. a second, but then you'd be over it. A hundred percent. Like the great irony of it all was I was like, he kind of looks like what I imagine Bert would look like if Bert and Ernie were real people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that hot? I don't know. No. No, that's where I'm going with this. this yeah, it's not, not a compliment. Yeah. No, this is not a guy that I was like super wet over. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought he was smart and cool and whatever. And mm-hmm. the irony is like, I thought, oh, he has integrity. We have mutual friends. Like, I just find it so really coming full circle. I think it's so weird when people ghost or do something like this, where it's like last call situation and... They know that you'll probably run into each other. They definitely know right. you're going to find out. Right. They, I just don't think they think that far. I don't no. think people, you know, it's like in these situations, people are not thinking with their heads. And it sounds like he was very attracted to you. He wanted to make sure that he, I don't know, got this out of his system or to see like if he could truly commit to this girl with someone he's now that he's like with, you know, he's going on a date with someone he's very attracted to. I like part of me kind of gets it, but to Julie's point, it's the lack of communication that what makes it not okay. Because all he needed to to let you was just to let you know what is going on, which is a very natural thing. Hard. We all of us are may have multiple people that we're trying to consider or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We just need to like be talking about it out loud to the people that are involved. Yeah. I mean, I really think that's the biggest issue in modern dating. We blame dating apps. And I think dating apps fuel this because everyone's anonymous, right? You don't know the people. It's easier to do this behavior. It's justifiable. Like, there's a lot of reasons that accelerates it. But I don't think ultimately it's the apps. It's Mm. the people behind the apps. And if you think about it, like, we weren't taught how to have relationships in school. Like, we were taught about relationships through rom-coms and bad dating books like the rules where we just like expect things to happen and no communication ever has to happen and i think our generation just doesn't know how we don't have those relational skills and that's why a lot of times relationships don't work out either because we can't move through it and if people just communicated better up front there would be a lot less of this all these like crimes of the heart of ghosting just wouldn't Mm -hmm. exist but it seems so easy, yet for some reason it's so difficult since we don't have the skills. I guess it's the practice. So there's in two of the stories that got mentioned, this both happened. The fast and furious like date. Mm-hmm. I mean texting. Yeah. The yeah. like I personally used to love that shit. That was <laughs> my crack. But now I avoid it. It's so much so that I will just straight up tell men, I'm sorry, this is not my thing. Like, I prefer to keep it in person, at least at the beginning. If you want to hop on a phone call or whatever, I'm down to check in. I'm super busy. I'm really focused on my bag. I hope that's okay with you. And if it's not, like it wasn't recently, there was a guy that I said that. I think it got him into check. And then he he ghosted me. Mm. I don't think you're wrong for that because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's obviously how you say it and you say it in a way that still makes you seem like you want to continue to meet someone and be with them. But I do think like so much of we evaluate texting so highly when it actually doesn't really mean anything a lot of the times. Mm. Like it's super easy to text, even though some people can't do it and ghost. But for the most part, like it's easy to have a conversation. You can do that on the freaking toilet if you want. It's harder to make the plans. It's harder to work through the issues or whatever it is. Like the texting's the easy part. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like anytime something goes, accelerates at a pace that feels what I would call like fast or like, yeah, yeah, we were texting all day. I, in my head, if I'm listening to a story goes, cool, that's going to fail. And in my heart, I go, oh, this is doomed. It's over. And I wasn't always like that. I used to see it as like, we're so into each other. We're just like, the attraction is so great. This is the beginning of our love story. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is the beginning of the end. (laughs) I appreciate the enthusiasm. And I think that's like what's so innocent about early dating. That's so fun. It's like, I'm so excited to get to know this person. I know nothing about them. I want to learn as much as possible. The problem is we don't, a lot of times we don't know how to carry that enthusiasm into in-person. 
So mm. it fails, people ghost, or people feel like they can't live up to their texts, which yeah. we've heard from a lot of daters. Like, I can be very witty over text, <laughs> but I'm not this witty in person. I'm going to let this person down. So it, I think it's just a disconnect between our texting selves and our re, re, in real life selves. But I love your suggestion of getting on a call. You know, if, you, yeah. if you're if you texting a lot and really having a good time getting to know each other, let's get on a call. Maybe you're not, not in the same town yet. Let's get to know each other over the phone or video call. And then we can deepen that commu communication because I agree, like the endless texting, it really doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't do no. any good. Well, there's also a difference between someone stepping up and reaching out and making you seem like they're interested versus the all day, every second. Yes. I didn't. I didn't have a life before you situation. And that's when it burns. There's yes. a big difference between the yes. two. Yes, I agree. And I'm talking about the, the second. Yes, the second. I like to dip a toe in the water by sending a voice memo. I like oh. to do it unexpectedly. Oh, yes. Normally, my first voice memo will be like if they say something funny and it actually made me laugh, I'll record myself laughing. And then they're always like, whoa. And, and or I'll just be like, sorry, that was so funny. I needed you to like actually hear me laughing to try and like shift it. Because I think when you hear somebody's voice or the intonation, you get a better sense of their vibe just in general. And I think it breeds a sense of intimacy. But that mm -hmm. is like different than texting, right? Because, I mean, I'm a professional writer. I can run circles around you texting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really mean anything. And then another trick that I like to use is like when they send theirs back, I'll respond by being like, whoa, your voice is like really, I didn't expect that. Like, wow, it's really sexy. It's good to hear your voice. So like a little positive reinforcement like to, try and, to try and be like, let's keep talking, not via text Ooh. this is why dating is hard though is because everyone yeah. has their own style which is totally great but a lot of times people will think they're getting ghosted when they're not even they'll think like oh this person did text me back but they're like oh i just want to do a phone call or something which again comes back to just communication but i agree with you like i remember there was a time that i was with dated this guy we went out twice it wasn't a big thing he had just come out of a divorce we had him on our podcast actually red flag yeah. i was his mm. first date in seven years yeah so he was texting me all day every day but there was this feeling that it wasn't because he was interested it was because he was bored yeah and mm. that's the problem with texting too or relying too much on that is one you don't know people's texting behaviors, what's going on in their life, or are they into you or are they just bored? There's a big right. distinction. Yeah. Are they just used to texting their wife and now exactly. they're going to be pasting onto you? It, that's what it felt like. What about social media? So I think we touched on this earlier. Like one of the things that really sucks about getting ghosted is that for so many of us, we either follow that person on social media or they follow us. So it does feel like there's this weird tether to the person uh -huh. that has now ghosted us. Yeah. And that can be triggering. So do you guys think, like, what's the stance on following people that, not your boyfriend, but like people that you're dating? You and I did this, you know, we had another podcast that we did called Exit Interview. And we were shocked how many people were still connecting. This was the podcast where we interviewed past dates and exes of the people that that's amazing i do that i have exit interviews every time i have sex with someone uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh really yeah like Amazing. right after you have sex maybe not like immediately but yeah oh, always get that feedback loop yeah, yeah i'm, I'm gonna save that for to, like talk about it see if we want to improve on it oh, but also just it. like i'll be like you know especially if the person made me come that i'm like hey so let's <laughs> talk about that like i'm I'm so interested in understanding how they knew what to do or like, because the more I know about my body, the better I can explain it to other people. I just feel like it's a really great opportunity to then open the door in terms of like, what are kinks? What are boundaries? It's mm. just, See, anyway. Exit interviews so, for the win. Exit interviews. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry, I totally yeah, a tangent. But so many people are like, yeah, I still am connected to this person through social media. And they had gone on like one date with them. And we're just like, you and I are like, why are all these people why? connected? I get if you're like actively dating this person or, you know, there's been something that's at least made it feel a little more of something. Mm -hmm. But 
going on one or two dates and then just having this person linger when the odds of one or two dates not going into more seems like a recipe for disaster to me personally. I know. I think the problem is, is that if you use, say, Instagram as a dating app, that's that's where it becomes a little harder. I know. But yes, I agree with you, too. Like, I'm no longer interested in following people unless it's going to be a thing because I don't want you to be on my mind more than you already are. No. No. Like, I remember we had one guy from the exit interview saying, like, he only went out with this girl once. Yet he had this whole vision of who she was because of her stories. Mm. And we all know that social media is not the full picture. So I feel like you're just getting way ahead of yourself, even if something was to work out. At those early stages, you basically feel like you know someone more than you actually know them. I agree. Yeah. Although the only caveat I will make to that is I still very much follow the girls that are like the exes of the guys that I dated or like (laughs) like the guy that (laughs) you like the girls that the guys cheated with me on. And like, I root for them. I like silently root for them from my Finsta. Oh, Finsta. Okay. I I have a verified account. I can't be like just sneaking up on people. They'll see it. I have a little list of people. I don't follow them no. but i sure check, check up, up on them <laughs> to let no, them know i follow them but hell true. yeah i'm gonna check up on them every once in a while i it's feel like wild. that time for me that got into all my stocking like i went on venmo because i wanted to see if this guy was alive yes. and venmo is actually yes. i was you ain't thought he had a girlfriend that was your hypothesis yeah i remember and i'm like i'll go on venmo and see if there's any transaction so venmo is a good stocking technique yeah it is. i know but unfortunately was it the new york times someone just i think it was the new york times just did an article about this and i was like you're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud yeah we can't have venmo making everything anonymous now because of this that'd be terrible <laughs> they're gonna be dming me like hey can i use your photo for this fake app i know yes, your face yes, you can be everywhere yes you can <laughs> by the way run with it just don't name it me. I mean, well, what would your fake name be if we had to give you one for this profile? I always go to Lisa. Should just create that account today. We should just start doing everything we need to. <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the apps myself, but I would love to swipe as you. <laughs> yes, we can start doing loyalty tests. Oh, shit. What do you guys think about loyalty tests? Like you swipe on the person your friend is dating. The loyalty tests that I've seen are like girls who are on TikTok who are like, I'll do a loyalty test on the guy you're dating or your boyfriend or whoever. And then they go to their Instagram and then they slide Mm. into their DMs to see if they'll take the bait. This is why I date people that don't have Instagram. Really? (laughs) All my partners are not. All my past partners have not been social media people. Wait, that's one of my red flags. Oh, my God. Oh, really? green flag for me i think it's a green, green flag, flag so yes hard. the last thing okay. i want is someone like taking photos all the time like i do it enough agreed okay first <laughs> off if he can take good photos of me <laughs> that's a green flag so, that's <laughs> so i feel like the no social media thing is how i've how i was cheated on once i've like talked about this it's like how i became really good friends with my friend alana he had been my boyfriend for four months and he gets on a flight and sits down next to alana and they have like oh. the most romantic whatever meet cute on an airplane and then he asks her out and then they start dating so he had two girlfriends me and her and then eventually i found out and then eventually she found out and then we met up to talk about it and really hit it off and i was like well you're cooler than he ever was (laughs) and then we've just stayed friends oh wow yeah yikes i know but anyway the social media of it all is how I ended up getting screwed. So how? when guys tell me they're like not on social media, I'm like, where's your wife and kids? Oh, oh. I see. Like they're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some that are like that, but there's also just a lot of guys that don't want to do it. Yeah. So they, guys, yeah. Who just not into that kind of thing. I don't know if I would draw like, oh, they have the wife and kids because they don't have social media. They could. It's a could, but I don't know if it's a necessary 100%. I'd be needed. I need to see the phone. See, that's where that's where my crazy comes out. Like, there are certain things where I'd be like, okay, okay, let me just see your phone. Let me just see your phone. So, how do you think people get over the furt involved in ghosting? Like, what is the advice? Like, the practical advice for when somebody's like feeling really bad about themselves? Yeah. You know, they don't have closure. They're wondering what they've done, or they're going into their personal narrative of like. 
oh, it must be because I'm too much or it must be because I'm not enough or the comparison, you know, what would you say to those listeners? I mean, this part is so hard because we all go there. We always go to ourselves first. But like we were saying earlier, it's usually more about them than it is about us. That being said, I think like time boxing it, like you can be upset, you can be hurt, you can be annoyed. We're never going to tell you not to be anything and to feel what you need to feel. But ultimately remembering that, that this is not about you. This is about this other person. Feel what you need to feel. But your goal is to find that person that's going to be wonderful for you. Why let this person get in the way? I think it's having that confidence that you are a catch. You deserve someone that's at a minimum just going to tell you what's on their mind, even if it's not what you want to hear. Again, this isn't the person you want to be with. Don't want to diminish the feelings that come from it. So anything you can do to stay in that mindset, but feel what you need to feel, that's kind of the way forward. I mean, Mm. I think like when I, before I met my partner, I feel like I got ghosted, rejected more than I ever did in my life. And it was because I felt though that I'm like, I'm getting closer. Like, I know this is happening. I just need to go through this. And this is not a reflection of me. If anything, it's because I'm putting myself out more than I ever did before. Like Mm. I'm doing the text. I'm sending whatever instead of just waiting passively for my love life. So look at what you're doing, not what's just happening to you. Again, easier said than done, but the right person is not going to ghost you. And it says so much more about that. Just think about this episode. Like the guy that left your mom's friend or whoever it was at the altar that had nothing to do with that woman. Crazy. No, still so nuts. And it just it's like ghosting is just another opportunity to give you information about this person. And the problem with dating is that in the beginning, it's like fun and games. Everyone's great under fun and games. You're, you know, like there's no issues, challenges, no conflict. Of course, you're going to really like this person and see them in a in an ideal way. But yeah. the ghosting comes when things get tough. Maybe it's something they're dealing with personally or decision they have to make or where they are in life. That's where the real colors are shown. And I think we all just have to be grateful that we get ghosted when we do, because that's the information that we were looking for to evaluate this person as a potential partner. It fucking sucks. It's hard to not take it personally. But at the same time, my mom always said to me, she's like, can you imagine if you had kids with this person and your kid was sick and then he just ghosts the kid or he just leaves you? Right. Or he just yeah. runs you don't away. Be with that person. Yeah, like when when it comes to things that truly matter, do you want to be with someone who just runs away? You don't. So thank God they're running away right now because you don't have yeah. to deal with that later. I read this great great quote that was like, "He may leave you with a broken heart, but at least he didn't leave you with his kids." You know, like something like that. Where it's like, at least the relationship didn't get deep enough where yeah. it it hurts you in more ways than one. So do you think? I mean, what's how do you strike the balance between going into these new relationships, still being vulnerable and not like being hardened yeah. or holding people at an arm's length? You want to be able to invest enough that it gets to a point where things could progress into a relationship. But it's like, how do you withhold enough of yourself so that when somebody goes to maybe, I don't know, a month or two in, you're not devastated? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen people... You know, our list, some listeners that we've talked to go into every day being like, I'm going to get ghosted. I'm going to get ghosted. And mm-hmm. that is not the approach either. Because then it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's not going to set out the right energy. I mean, I really think it comes back to the mindset you're going into dating with, with you as the prize. Like, you're the person. All these people don't matter. They're not like, they're kind of like the path to get to where you want to go. It's all about you, not them. So if you can look at it like, okay, this per- I'm going to be myself because I want to meet someone that appreciates me and attract- is attracted to me. If that person's not it, then there's going to be someone else. It's the scarcity versus abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, easier said than done. But the more we can shift ourselves to being that main character, the less we worry about the other people. And how do we just like keep going on our journey till that right person is there? I think holding back and withholding, that's not a good strategy either, because then you don't give the opportunity for the right person to step up. 
That being said, I don't think you need to tell someone like your life story on date number one, like use your discretion as it goes. But how do you just kind of keep this feeling of like, I know what I want. I have this clear vision. And if this person isn't it, then someone else will be it. Yeah. What if I don't believe I'm a catch? Then that's the work that needs to happen outside of dating. I think dating, we use dating as validation. That's why this stuff hurts so much. But ultimately, that's work that has nothing to do with dating. Of course, you can't stop dating because it will hit in a different way. But how do you build that yourself up in whatever way that is? I am tempted to loop that a second time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's someone very specific in my life mm. that I tell this to all the time. Yeah. And I just, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if you're in a position where, and we're not talking about like a year in ghosting. We're not talking no. about before your wedding. I'm talking about, you know, it's been three weeks. It's been five weeks. It's, it's. It's still what I would call casual or maybe it's just only been a couple dates and you're really getting your feelings hurt or you feel pretty disappointed. I do think it's time to pull back and go, what part of me is hurting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been that person before and at the really? last time, 100% for like all my 20s, it was what's wrong with me? Why can't anything get past the third date? Like that was part of the reason why I wanted to start dateable because I felt so alone in it. And I think we hear this all the time that people hearing that the other people are going through this too, it makes you feel like it's not just you that there's something wrong with. But the last time around, I was in a totally different mentality in the sense of I'm really happy with my life. Of course, I still want to meet someone, but ultimately I want to be the right person for me, not just be with anyone. And that shift allows you to, you know, not take it as personally, because let's be honest, if we meet someone for an hour over drinks, we really get ahead of ourselves a lot of times. It's all Mm -hmm. in the fantasy. And we see this happen all the time, especially when you're trying to fill that void and use dating as validation. We go on one date with someone and we think that this person's going to be the one and change our lives and all this stuff. It's like, how well do you even know this person? You don't? Right. Well, I had this thing called high heel theory, and it's like, I look great in high heels, right? And I can walk in them and wear them for, for me, I mean, if it's work-related, I'll, I'll tough it out, but it's like really about four hours. That's, <laughs> that's sort of my max. And then my feet start to cramp, and it's just awful. But I don't live like that. So I can show up to yeah. a date and right. present for short periods of time, and you can get the high-heeled version of me. Yeah. But the way that I live my life is in slippers and sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think most people are showing up to dates in the quote-unquote high heels. A hundred percent. We've got to have enough time to peel back the layers so that we can see them in their vans, so we can see them in their chucks, whatever they're wearing. You know what I mean? And get to know them. And if we're immediately investing into that high-heeled version of them, Mm-hmm. It's like falling in love with a, a fantasy. Yes. Yeah. I think my ex really helped me in this in the weird way that he had a lot of mental health issues and a lot of our relationship like didn't progress to the level that I think he even wanted because of this. And it was actually really good for me to see because I'm like, look, it's not all about me. I think mm-hmm. in early stage dating, you think it's all about you. This person didn't call you back. There's something wrong with me. But you don't know this person at all. You have no No. idea what they're going through. And for the first time, I was able to see, like, actually, this has nothing to do with me. It has 100% to do with this other person. And the more you can detach it and not take dating so personally, again, easier said than done, took dating personally for years. But that's the reality. And that's the truth. It's not all about you in a good way. It's it's so funny that you said that. I kind of goes to the guy I'm dating for a week. I'm saying that in like a real hyperbolic sense, I didn't actually ghost him. You know, we we had plans and then I kept pushing them because the first time I forgot, I was like, oh, shit, we made plans for a Tuesday and I can't do Tuesday. And then it was like, okay, Wednesday and Thursday, I had things and I thought maybe I could see him, whatever, and it just didn't work. And then by Friday, I was like just depleted and tired. And then the weekend, I was feeling like uh, just going through some real astrological stuff. How about that? <laughs> you know, I was just I was just in my feels. And I didn't feel super sexual. I didn't really want to to be loved. And I don't even mean that in like a 
let's diagnose this sort of way. It's just sometimes you need alone time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was like Monday night rolled around and I was like, shit, I have not hit him up. So I hit him a text. I was like, I owe you an apology. I'm so sorry. Whatever. Like I, I dropped off. The, I was just, I was just going through it. Whatever. I explained myself and he wrote back all good. Like I just figured you were going through something. It's like not a big deal. Mm. And that's fine because our dynamic is really casual and, and cool. And by the way, if he had texted me, I would have texted back. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like, so that's why I say I ghosted. I just, I dipped out. But perfect example is that had everything to do with one, my schedule kind of running me ragged and then two, slowing down. And I coincidentally, whenever I slow down, I also get the sads and just being like, I needed to take Saturday to just read a book all day and like cry twice and then go to bed at like 9.45 p.m. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Right. Nothing to do with him. Hot girl shit. Right. Well, also like back to your yeah, nothing to do with him. question about, you know, if someone's like not feeling their self-worth. I think that's like the problem is that if you're not, if your cup is not full, you can't depend on dating to make your cup full. In fact, it's just going to keep depleting you because when you put your self-worth on other people's actions, it's like dating is like a drug. You're going to get the highs and you get the lows. So for anybody who's kind of going through it, also know that you've got to take care of yourself first before you put yourself out there for dating. Like dating should be additive and it shouldn't be there to like help you with your self-worth and help you feel validated. If anything, it's just going to do the opposite, right? Because we're all like in our own things. We're going through our own shit. We don't take care of ourselves. We cannot count on strangers on an app to take care of us. That's no, that half works. of them are bots. I think like, you know, one thing that I've heard is like, I so badly want a boyfriend or I so badly want a husband and I'm putting myself out there and it just seems like I just keep getting rejected. And it's like, mm-hmm. why doesn't anyone like me? Like, yeah. I don't understand what is wrong with me. The guys just ghost me all the time or, you know, they they try, they make plans with me, but then they bail. Like, what what about me is not worthy of love? Yeah, it's a hard place yeah. to be in. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it goes back to you're really good at this worry. You are able to set your boundaries from the beginning. Yeah. And for anybody who may feel like that's too harsh to do in early dating, think about what are ways you can set the other person up for success? What I'm practicing recently is that positive reinforcement. If someone's texting me consistently, I let them know. I really appreciate the consistent communication. It makes me happy. If someone makes definitive plans with me, I make sure I tell them that. It makes me really happy when you make definitive plans. If they don't, I then go into establishing some boundaries like, I can't make plans this last minute because I really appreciate advanced definitive planning. And at least I am doing my best to set up the other person for success and how to make it work with me. And if they don't take the bait, then I know that I can move on from there. Right. But we can't also step back because like when I set the boundary, I also step back. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to explain that because it's like I can't walk somebody through my mind and my heart. But I feel like if somebody's making a plan and then they change it or they can't see to it. And I don't mean like this thing came up and I'm, I'm rescheduling in the moment for another day or whatever, but kind of like, oh, shoot, I can't do it. Let's do another time. And then there's no other time or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm chasing it down. I feel like that's the moment in which I write people off. Not completely, but I'm kind of like, I'm good. I see yeah. where this is going. This is already a red flag. I like yeah. to like call it out for myself and be like, this is not what I'm looking for. Right, right. Do you do that too? I think it's very empowering to do that. It's hard. I like, I have to make myself do that. But sure, it's already, I've already lost an ounce <laughs> of interest in my mind. Yeah. And I need to be able to communicate that somehow. I need to be able to say, you know, like it disappoints me when plans don't go through and we already made plans. Mm. But it would make me happy if we made definitive plans, balls in your court. I would say boner killer because that really pisses dudes off. But you've given them a chance to step up, UA, in that situation. If they don't, then you've done all you can do. Like there's nothing more you can do. I think patterns is really interesting. You brought this up, Rory, of like, this always happens to me. Like, why does this keep happening to me? I remember being in therapy and saying the same thing. And my therapist was like, let's take a step back. 
Like I remember being like, no one wants to be in a relationship with me. And she's like, let's go through all the years of your life and what you were doing in those years and see like, were you actively dating? Were you trying to be in relationships? It turns out that wasn't the case. Also, it turned out there were a lot of people that want to be in relationships with me. We mm-hmm. tend to find these patterns, like when we want something. Like, how many times have you heard a friend be like, "Oh, no one's interested in me," but then there's like ten guys that are lining up, but she's just not interested in them. Right. Like, right. We don't always look at the pattern holistically. We only look at like what we want. So I think actually stepping back to look at the pattern, like, is this actually always happening? Or is it just happening in this instance and it's not happening in this instance? Or right. was I not actually even focused on dating and relationships in these years? Was I building a life or whatever? Like that can give you a lot more confidence that this isn't always happening. I'm also so glad you said that. I just I I to just add to that, I think we seek out the familiar. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that somebody wants to be the victim, but I do think sometimes people are comfortable and they uh-huh. repeat that pattern. And swap out victim for whatever the thing is. Um, I'm always rejected. That I'm not good enough. That I'm not hot enough. Whatever it is. And it's like, if that is the mental story or the thing that you have ringing throughout your head, and that's what you keep preaching, if that's what you're telling your friends, nobody wants to date me, you actually feel comfortable in that space of nobody wants to date me. I'm not saying you like it or that you enjoy it or that you deserve it. But that pattern is familiar. So you're going to continue to relive that pattern until you break it. A hundred percent. It's letting go of that narrative because that's a self-fulfilling prophecy again. It's like the person that goes into every date that you're going to get ghosted. And then you get ghosted. Exactly. The hard work, though, is looking at your own patterns. Like, I think acknowledging that maybe it's not a universal, but also like, how can I grow? How can I get better? Maybe it's looking at like, oh, I do kind of like retract when someone says something or I'm not giving the person the opportunity to be set up for success. Whatever it is, how do you just make a tweak and see how that changes your dating life? Like think of it as like date like a podcaster, like just get curious, (laughs) like whatever you're doing isn't working for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a reflection of you, but just try something different. Yeah. I always recommend take a break. I mean, yeah. And I'm like, take a break and fall in love with yourself. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not always the fastest journey, but like, it's so hard for me to look at people continue to put themselves out there and get furt. Yes. When I really, really genuinely in my furt of furts believe that if they stopped, stepped away, examined the behavior and committed to being like, you know what, I'm going to find such deep self-love Yes. that anyone could ghost me. And I would look at that and be grateful. Yes. Yes. The best thing I did for my dating life was take a year off from dating. After my ex, like I took a full freaking year. And at the time I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to be like slowed down. But honestly, that is what I needed to rebuild and to stop Mm -hmm. doing the same patterns that I've been doing and picking the types of people that I've been picking. Right. Well, it's like farmland. You know, if you want to grow really healthy vibrant crops you have to let the earth sit there and just do nothing they're called fallow Mm. periods and i believe in them for dating yes a hundred percent i love that well my last question that i cannot wait to hear from both of you is killer advice what is the best love or dating advice you've ever received oh we've had so much i've learned so much i'll go with something that's on point for this episode i think there's a lid for every pot is one of our favorite sayings (laughs) Because we say this quite often. But I think that's what I've helps. I've heard you guys say this. <laughs> My partner's always like, you guys say that a lot. <laughs> but I think it's, it's true. really true. And that's what helps you get through ghosting. That's what helps you get through the dates that don't work out. Because there is someone out there that would never want to ghost you. Because they can't fathom that. Because you're amazing. And they are dying to be with you. So I think that's such good advice. And to keep thinking that, keep that as your mantra, like that's so helpful. Yeah, I love that. I love that too. I think another great piece of advice is nothing is permanent. Yeah. The impermanence of life is what makes it both interesting and scary at times. (laughs) So instead of us trying to prolong things, like I want to make this date last longer. I want to make this relationship last longer. I want to, you know, it's all about like the extending the longevity of something we have to focus more on the present and making the best of what's 
present because as we all know, things could change at the blink of an eye. We just have no control of the future and nothing lasts forever, especially in love. Mm. So why don't we just appreciate what we have in the present? I love that. Little dark, but I love that. <laughs> a little dark, yeah, a little dark. True. No, no, I, I get it. I mean, at the end of the day, let's say you marry the person you met in high school. Yeah. What if he's going to die first? Which yeah. has, hap- has uh, happened. It happens. To it happens. Many I mean, it's the yeah. blessing and the curse of being a person alive on Earth. So yes, I, I think that you're absolutely right. It's like focus on the present, love what we have in the moment, and that yeah. ties into a lot of the things we talked about today. So for all of the people that just fell in love with you and want more of you, where do they find you? Anywhere, everywhere, in front of their house, inside their kitchen, we're everywhere. You can find us on social media at Datable Podcast. You can go to datablepodcast.com. That's our website. You can just Google Datable Podcast and we'll just come up in every platform you can possibly think of. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. I love you guys. Thanks, Marie. This was so fun. Yes, I loved it.